we had this fucking funny run. <laughs> Before we record it, I'm just going to try to recapture it. What's the deal with the subtitle on this uh, Avatar game? I can never remember it. <laughs> yeah. It is very generic. Avatar Seasons of Love is, I believe, what it is called. I Nope, this isn't it. So, it, yeah, it was there, and now it's not. <laughs> we lost it. We lost it. Uh, uh, Jordan, will you do one of your skits? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Do something from your, uh, do something from your type five. Sure, yeah, yeah, I could do this. So, uh, you guys seen these dating apps? You're, you're swiping and you're swiping, and you're like, all I want is a wife. Yeah, and then there's an empty, there's an emptiness. Yeah, from what I under, from what I've heard, there's an emptiness that happens. Right, right. So that works a little bit better in the context of my set. That I'm, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. That yeah. you, you your don't set is all about that. emptiness. Um, it, right, yeah, it's all about silence, just sitting in the silence. I've been kind of wanting to turn this show into more of like a working it out with Mike Birbiglia where it's like you bring like half a joke, you know what I mean? And we're, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. and we're like, help, we like help you to sort of like get to the end of it. <laughs> Do you think you know Mike, what I mean? like, Mike Birbiglia could help us mine some comedy out of the subtitle of the Avatar game? Perhaps not even Jesus Mike Birbiglia. Jesus Christ. I, he's, a, he's got a deft hand, but that is, uh, there that, are is a, that would be a Christ-like sort of... Uh, achievement. There's nothing funny about ev- Avatar except everything. You know, yes. Right. Like it's it's a humorless thing that is in and of itself hysterical. It's like on the <laughs> other side of a black hole. It has gone through everything, and once it comes out, it's finally funny. But you really need to go through some darkness right. to get there. And if you laugh at Avatar from the outside, I don't think you get it. No. The more independent Avatar you get, the funnier. <laughs> <laughs> I assure you guys, I have five discreet. Uh, avatar t-shirts the more you get into it it is even funnier (laughs) yeah in in my in i i think the subtitle of this game avatar colon uh uh frontiers of pandora in my brain this game is avatar colon into the great mists of pandora i don't know that sounds even cooler yeah and let's drop avatar that's confusing sure let's just call it are you you saying what i think you're saying beyond good and evil 2 into the mists of pandora (laughs) It's time, skull and bones into the mists, and this and with and to the secret of the ooze. <laughs> Avatar, the secret of the ooze, the secret of the ooze. This Finally, game does not have a rap, and it makes me so sad that you have you didn't get deep enough. <laughs> There's a whole rapping tribe. They're great. You'll right. love them. <laughs> My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I played Avatar Miss Into the Mist. My name is Russ Frosty, and I'm the best game of the week. Get in there, Jordan. Hey, I'm Jordan Morris, and as the Navi say, I see you. Oh, thanks, Jordan. It's so nice to be seen. <laughs> Justin, welcome. I see you, Griffin. I see as you. I always introduce a welcome funny man, Jordan Morris, to <laughs> the, the besties. You know Jordan from his, his work in graphic novels like Bubble or what's your new uh, project called? Uh, yes. Uh, uh, I know because I read it, but I want you to. You know, sure. No, it. thank you. Love it. Love a plug up top. Uh, a youth Group is my new YA horror comedy graphic novel uh, with the great artist Bowen McGurdy. Yeah, I, I can talk a little bit more about it later in the show, but it is available <laughs> for pre-order now. It's great. 
They I do want to know. I, 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 bl- I blurbed it, not to brag, but he blurbed. I blurbed it. Oh, ooh, this man can blurb. Have you seen this man's blurbs? He's a blurber. This one. I do have a question though, Jordan. Hot blurbs on this guy. Not a reader. Yeah. Where, where do you draw the line of like when does YA become A? Mm. Mm. God, you say oh, God. the F word more than once, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I you think get it's one. Just, I think it is like amount of F words and um, and how you're using them in context. Like, and what how are you doing using- with that F word? Sure. Yeah, you can do one. Every Animorphs book, they say fuck once <laughs> in it. And do the characters have an extended conversation about Roth IRAs? Once you have one of those <laughs> in your book, it is officially A. Yeah, that's a straight A right there. That's a straight A, yeah. Um, I I only use the YA novel, uh, uh, label for our graphic novels when it uh, precludes us from being compared to real books. You know, like I think that's the benefit with YA. It's like, no, 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 no. Not like Prime Prejudice. You get it. Right. Like, you know. It's funny. yeah, it's 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 the creator's great out. It's like, well, this is for kids. It's so kids. don't judge this too hard. If you judge this, you look like a total dick. It's yeah, I know it's not as good as like good books, but like, you know, it's yeah. it's a book. We for are kids. D- we are doing everything in our power to not talk about Avatar. That's incorrect. Incorrect. I'm dying. I think everyone yeah, is very I excited am too. Okay, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm champing. I'm champing over so here. Like ch- a, he's champing. I'm, I'm champing like the mighty Akron champs on the bit that its there writer no, put a bit in an Ekron's mouth. That's profane. I'll explain to Jordan why right after this. <laughs> This episode of The Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. It's a spiritual bond. Anyway, uh, Avatar Frontiers of pandora is the latest open world game from ubisoft yes yeah, specifically is... it's from the developers uh it's massive entertainment who made the division mm. people think that this is like a far cry like knockoff but it's actually and a it division is. knockoff well it is not no, not really not a like, knockoff no. but it is the same developer <laughs> as the division <laughs> it is not a, it is uh it is a lot like far cry it is it is a lot like Far Cry. That's a very easy pat way of talking about it. But I think personally for me, 
it's a little bit more interesting than that. And because he is our guest, I'd like Jordan to – because I think it's important. What kind of avatar baggage are you bringing to this this product before you uh, fired it up? Yeah, great, uh, great question. And I think that that um, you know that's a key foundation to lay down. So I'm glad we're doing this. I really like the Avatar movies, but I am not here to convince anyone who doesn't like them that they are good. I cannot do that. I yes. think if you've seen Avatar and you're like, I'm out. My my position is fair. Good for you. Great. Like like the things that people criticize about the Avatar movies, like um, you know, like they're full of cliches. Uh, you know, we're not yeah. in Kansas I think you anymore. You can broadly just say writing and and that checks it <laughs> that Sure. No, see, that's you're talking about dialogue. Dialogue, maybe, right. but writing. Okay, listen, it's kind of like trying to sell people in those cold plunge tubs. I bet you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 it is cold. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's extremely cold. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, absolutely. I, but it's good. I like it, but you may not reason. like. Yeah. But, it's also just like the first movie is Pocahontas and the second movie is, I don't know, Pocahontas 2, I guess, with the raccoon talking. <laughs> right. The, I don't the know. The Pocahontas I, where she bonds with a whale. Yes. The, yeah, the dialogue sequel. is uh, uh, unfathomably boring. But I, I mean, I guess if you like the writing, I'd be curious to know like what it is about this world and the writing that latches onto you, Justin or Jordan or whomever else. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that the, you know the 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 visual splendor is hard sure, to ignore. Sure, I'm all on board with the um, visual splendor. You don't need I to think, convince me of that. I think there is something. The, the reason I like them is I think there is a like really fun slash kind of funny, just corny earnestness mm. to them. Yeah, you know, in a world where like blockbusters wink at you so much, right? You know, and I and I like it, that stuff. I like it. Does I like have cute... prequels energy to it? I don't yeah. Know. Oh, right? absolutely. And I've kind of come to appreciate the prequels kind of later in life. And it does have it does have big George Lucas energy. Yeah. And uh-huh. you know that can manifest in like some on the nose dialogue and a morality that I would say is Captain Planet esque. Um, <laughs> you know, nature good, pollution bad. Um, which I agree with, by the way. Oh, both stands. Big nature guy over here. Yeah. I hate pollution. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of like how earnest and down the middle they are and sappy mm-hmm. and corny. Um, and I, I'm willing to forgive a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that, that's my know, relationship. Honestly, that, 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 the relationship is the only important thing because you really can't adjudicate them on like, they've already made a bajillion dollars. Like it's, right. a, yeah, no, you know, the battle of Avatar <laughs> is ended, right? So it's, it's, it's more about this game. I, I appreciate these in a very similar way to Jordan. I think there's a lot of aesthetic beauty. I like the uh immersiveness of the of the world. Um I I I mean, I'll be honest, like I struggle with a lot of the hokiness too. Uh they're not my my favorite films to like watch for a uh, a, a witty chuckle or a knowing nod. But like it's it's uh I, I think they're fun. I like getting lost in the world and uh trying to not be so me <laughs> i watch them i don't know it's a fun challenge but avatar uh, uh the thing that i think this game nails personally is that sense of and this is what i really like about avatar so i i appreciate this that sense of you're in a world that is different from your own mm-hmm. and it has a cohesive logic and a real like beauty and um is 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 sort of filled with that's that experience of just being lost in somewhere that's completely unknown to you. Yeah, the, I, I'm going to I'm going to mention that I mentioned this to Justin a few days ago. Uh, we've talked a lot about Starfield 
And we've specifically talked a lot about that moment in Starfield where you start in like you're in a cave and you're mining rocks or some shit. And then you have that epic moment where you open the door and you're expecting to see this amazing vista and it's just like brown desert gross. (laughs) And this game nails that moment better than maybe any game I've ever seen because you spend the first, let's say, 40 minutes or so bumbling around in like a military facility and uh, but yeah, eventually that, that you, tutorial sucks. Yeah. Brutal. <laughs> it is so bad. I, Brutal. I I take umbrage with that, Russ, because I think that like Tears of the Kingdom and uh, okay, but you know, like the Wild is the gold. Series. You can't yeah. say that's the best sort no, of review. No, I think it only works say. because the the first set piece of this game is the most boring. That's what I'm saying. Future tech facility right. makes, ever. Makes, the contrast do, works look for lush. them. <laughs> yeah, the contrast works for them so well in this case because it is really awful that's that where you spend that first 40 minutes or whatever it is so when you finally do make it to the like lush world of pandora it is like manna from heaven so i agree with you like those games are all much much better but uh they were very smart in kind of slowly easing you into the gorgeousness that is pandora i man your yeah. character is a it should be noted is a navi oh god do we need to like explain no okay. no we, your character is <laughs> a navi that's been raised by humans basically yeah like as an experiment and then and then, then those humans broke bad and it's like a reverse are. spider and a yeah and a navi is a sexy blue cat there you yes. go yeah uh so you're you're a navi you're not an avatar there are as far as i, mean, I don't think there's any avatar there is avatars in the game the avatar program has started because uh they make reference Alma. to Jake Sully. Yeah. Sully? No, Sully? Man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man, Jake Sully. So, um, he's, the, he's the lead avatar. But he's not anywhere near this. This is like on a different like region yeah. of Pandora. He's, so, played, by, talk about he's played by uh, Sam Worthington, the world's most famous actor. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, everybody loves all his movies. Yeah, we could, I do we appreciate. We could spend some I time do, running down our favorite Sam Worthington quotes, but that would that would God. detract from talking about the game. I see you. I um, see you. The I, I'm Jake Sully. It, it, I, okay, Griffin, I do, go ahead. I do I appreciate tell. how little it does sort of um, require you to have seen the Avatar movies because <laughs> I haven't caught those ones. I've been meaning to. Have you really not seen any of them? No, I mean I there's two, but any of the two wow. of them. But they're the um, length of three, so <laughs> they're the length of nine. If you factor in how corny it all fucking seems, I do love the Pandora Land in the Animal Kingdom of Walt Disney World. Then that's you love right. Pandora. Oh, this oh, is so what kills in. me. You you would. Yeah, that's <sighs> my body though. When I go there, when I go to Pandora at Disney World, that's my body. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Okay. And but when I watch the movie we, we, or think about watching the movie, we, that's somebody else. That's Sam Worthington's body. Can I try to I talk to about this game real quick? I understand <laughs> I we all that. have very complex feelings about Avatar. You're tall. That's the first difference. Here's yeah. how it's different from Far Cry. Okay. <laughs> first of all, you're tall, and people are short. That's funny. I like that. I don't like how all the doors in the game are made for humans because Navi don't really fuck with doors. So every time you get through a door, you got to crouch. <laughs> That's fair. It's immersive. I like that. It you seems start like off- there should have been an auto crouch, just like an auto door feeling situation. There's but a there's a run and slide. There's a if you crouch while true. you're running, you can you can you know slide around under those doors. Makes you feel pretty cool. It attempts to a lot of the ba- like base action is pretty similar to what you'd see in a Far Cry game, right? You got your uh, your bow and arrow, you got, and then you have like human machines, like guns, shotguns and stuff, human weapons. 
basically the split is usually if you use human weapons on the animals in in the area, then you can't harvest them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you tend to use like a bow and arrow on the animals and the other weapons on the humans. I eventually got a bow that was like electric. So I use those on the humans as well. There's a lot of like walking tanks uh, and and regular human soldiers, some turrets, stuff like that. Uh, you eventually not stuff like that. That's it. That's it. Actually, I don't think yeah, I saw another enemy type. It's just <laughs> kind of those three. Rare. Yeah. So those are the the three human enemies, and then there's a whole like ecology of harvesting parts from animals and using those to craft weapons and gear. Very. But that's very far cry. There's mm-hmm. an eating system where you're like harvesting food and fruit, and you eat those for stat bonuses and also to let your health refill. Um, there it is. It is making an effort, and I think this is probably the biggest difference. It's making an effort at like. Not one-to-one grafting the, like, mechanics of a game, especially when it comes to economy. They are making some efforts with economy to, like, decentralize money and make it more about, like, doing favors for the tribes or helping the tribes. And then they help you by giving you the things that you need. So it's very common for you to find things lying around that you could just take because it's kind of like a different society from ours. It's not a it's not a capitalist society. Hey, guys, so it's Burning Man twenty four seven over there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's interesting about this, where this kind of fall, falls flat for me personally, though, is that when you do things for a clan, then you earn what's called clan favor, and then you exchange clan favor for goods. And that is money. <laughs> like that is that is still money. Like I do. It is different. And like the humans have like spare parts that no, they it's found. A metaphor about how far reaching capitalism is, man. Right. We can't get yeah, away man. from it. We can't get away from it. Our brains can't. It is interesting to see how 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 much capitalism is tied in with like the power fantasy of like almost every RPG. Anyway, uh, that is probably the I, unless I'm like missing something. You eventually do. Get a an ekron uh, or a banshee, depending on which culture you're sort of drawing from. It's a big Those, bird. The what big are flying. you talking? What culture you're drawing? Well, the from? humans call them banshee, yeah. and the navi call them ekron. So I prefer the navi name, but you can call them banshee if you want. Big bird. Be a big bird, and you pair with one of these, and it can fly around the world. That is, do you all, like, do y'all get the part where you have to name it? Yeah, man. Uh. Okay, so we've been talking about how how uh, the world of Avatar is largely humorless. I agree. I think there is a really good joke in this where the names they give you, 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 you can't name the Ikran anything you want to. It, it gives you a pre- you know, a pre-picked set of names, and most yeah. of them are Navi-sounding. You have <laughs> Timic, you have Tulsi, but one of the names on there is Carol. Yes. You That's can't name really, your Ikron really Carol. <laughs> and every time and of you of course I did. Yes. And naturally. every time you it you know it comes to get you, you're like, It's good to see you, Carol. <laughs> it just yeah, sounds like you're, you're saying hi to your mom's friend. <laughs> you're plummeting to the ground off of a sky island, just shouting, Carol! <laughs> there, Carol! There are there are it is fucking sick, by the way. You can jump off a banshee and fall and then call them and they'll scoop you back up midair. That so rules. good. Uh, you, yeah, uh, yeah, I, uh, the, the, the Banshee feels so necessary to the world. Like you really feel, you really feel like the running around. It's huge. I mean, it's massive. I played for a very long time and did not see everything. I would say the, the, 
the beauty, like the aesthetic variety and that part of the open world thing is so cool. The, a lot of the activities are, I would say not particularly cool personally. Yeah. The like mining thing you do a ton of times where you have to like fight the base to rescue the area from the blight of humanity. They do seem Um, to fill a lot of that stuff with the same activity over and over again. Yeah, I also was um, pretty tired of lock-picking jackfruit off of trees after the <laughs> second time that I did it. Um, you can't turn that off if you don't like... They, they do make you tricky to... Har- they make harvesting a minigame. Uh, you have to be very delicate with delicate, the fruit. Delicate, right. It's reinforcing loving to the fruits. Get um, my, the fruits. my simple human mind, I see the jackfruit hanging from the tree. I shoot it with a gun. That's why you're... I don't know any better. <laughs> no one's ever taught me any different. Um... I, this is the last thing I'll say about this because I would really love other people to talk about this game. Uh, they make some absolutely fucking bizarre uh, decisions with, uh, mechanically that I cannot justify and I cannot understand. For starters, if you want to throw a grenade, you press L1 and Square together. Have you ever – I've never I've never heard of something like that. You have a scanner that you use to – and by the way, maybe this is fixed, but the game did not tell me how to do this. In the very early stages, they're like, use your scanner to check this stuff out. I'm like, how the fuck do I get the scanner? I, what scanner? I'm going through my item wheel. I'm going through my inventory. I have no scanner. You have to press L1 and triangle together to make the scan. Why? That's wild, guys. No one does that. But the grenade thing is what killed me the most. Uh, there's also, you can't see the main objective on your compass. There's not like an indicator for the main objective. So I ended up having every time to go put a waypoint where the quest objective was because those show up in the compass is just weird stuff. Yeah, I had specifically on the navigation thing, even though the world is very pretty to look at, which it definitely is, it's surprisingly difficult to like get around early. I mean, obviously when you get the Ekron, it changes, but like early on, you're kind of stumbling because you're looking for like places to like grab onto, but because the world of Pandora is aesthetically so busy, it's I got like a little bit overwhelmed trying to like just like get up a cliff face, for example. I don't know. I, I and the I, yeah, waypoint I, thing doesn't help that. It's it kind of I really felt disappointed in the sort of like lack of variety in like traversal options, which seems like it would have been the shit for this game. If if I'm pretty cool on this game, I feel like if I had been able to sort of you know, accomplish more Tarzan style vine surfing or whatever. There are these little uh, like bungee cord plants that can whip you up high into the sky and there's like mushrooms you can bounce down on and then there's some like spores you can inhale to to go faster. But the amount of like traversal that you do in the game, I feel like that stuff needed a whole lot more variety because as soon as you get the Icron, I was like, okay, well, I don't ever want to be just running around again like a dummy. Did you get that beautiful pony yet? I did not get a beautiful pony, no. I mean, that's, that happens. That's pretty fun. The pony is quite majestic. Powerful haunches on this pony. I just don't, if you take the, maybe it's unfair to say if you take the avatar out, but if you take the avatar out, I'm not, I haven't been like that motivated to keep going. I. This is not, this is my, this is one of my sort of genres that I have fallen off of the the hardest. Um because I don't, I, I feel like I have played every open world game. 
in in that like there's there's usually not a ton of variation that you know these these this genre brings to the mix and i think ubisoft is kind of especially uh the 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 rule there i feel like every assassin's creed game i've played lately has just felt sort of like the same thing and this just felt like a like a like a not like a not great far cry to me like i did not feel compelled to really do any of the side missions and there there's some there are some times that the game asks you to investigate like a location in order to like find a trail for where you're supposed to go next which involves just kind of looking around with your eagle vision oh, on God, for I tiny little blips thing. of color yeah, on the, the eagle ground vision's bad <laughs> man and it, it and it's in the effort of like trying to keep it a ui light like experience which i can appreciate because it is a stunning game to to look at and to hear but it's not it's just not a fun or engaging world to interact with and all of those like hooks that are kind of the fuel for at least me personally when i play an open world game i just didn't didn't hook me um i i'm i didn't I don't want to play this game. <laughs> I, 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 speaking, I mean, I sort of in the same boat as Griffin, but I don't, we don't need to guild the lily. Speaking to the the Avatar boys in the house, I mean, you're are you compelled to keep going? Like, do you think you'll continue playing it after we do this episode, or are you have you more or less gotten? Yeah, I mean, I I think I I feel a, like I feel about this game like I feel about the movies. I'm like, if you don't like it, if you tell me I don't like this game, I'm like, fair, great. You're correct. You, I'm not going to try and convince you. I'm not going to try and talk you off that position. But um, yeah, I mean, I think like the Avatar movies, these games like never met a cliche they don't like. It's basically yeah. just cobbled together from other open world games, uh, you know, other other FPSs. Um, yeah, there's a lot of Horizon in this, I feel like. Um, yeah, so I, I think that like, you know, it it is a kind of a... You know, it's a step backwards for licensed games, right? Like, like if you're tired of Marvel stuff, I would say, you know, you could probably still play that Spider-Man game and have a lot of fun. That Spider-Man game's real, real good. Uh, I don't think that's the case here. I think that mm-hmm. this is for is this is for stands only. Um, yeah, I'm I'm having a lot of fun uh, uh, running around, but I, I do recognize that the game has a lot of shortcomings. Uh, you know, I think I'm in it enough to where I probably want to roll credits on it. I think I will probably hmm. forego the other. Um, masterpieces from last year that I haven't got to yet. <laughs> Baldur's Gate, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, etc. Um, is that a mistake on my part? Yes, it is. But uh, I do think I, I'm I'm having a lot of fun. I'm loving my Avatar cliches. Uh, I'm loving their declarations that they are going to uh, uh, burn the sky people and choke choke the skies with their ashes. Um, yeah, that sort of stuff appeals to me. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of in, but I absolutely understand how someone would not be in. I will say, Jordan, going from this game to eventually playing Tears of the Kingdom will be like being cooped up in an underground facility for 40 minutes <laughs> <laughs> and then one day stumbling out into the beautiful, the beautiful wild. No, I, I, I don't, I, I'm being too mean to this game. It's it's just no. Not it deserves my, it. It deserves. No, it. It's not my no, favorite no. It's genre. Easy, it's an easy target. James is it, fine. He's yeah, got a I lot. I guess of that's cash. a good point. They're doing all right. <laughs> I, I it's it is a genre I don't care for anymore, and a franchise I don't care for anymore, and it falls prey to like every issue that I have with uh with both those things. You know what it is? It is so close to is is and no one ever talks about it anymore. But Primal, Far Cry Primal. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
If you if you liked Far Cry Primal, you're gonna love this. I personally, I don't know if I'm gonna keep keep with it. Uh, it's not anything other than I'm not that invested in like the overarching story or narrative. The uh, and honestly, the things that I have unlocked since I unlocked the the Banshee, it, like don't get me that excited. I don't think any of the weapons are pretty like you get a spear thrower and like a mine layer. I'm never going to do that guys. Like, yeah. Hey, please. I have a shotgun. Like let's, let's all be grown ups. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's interesting enough to stick with. I think of it a lot. Like, um, like I thought about, uh, the Spider-Man games for a while where it was like, you know, I'll keep it around. And like every once in a while, just as a way to like, I, I really enjoy, I played this game different than I do a lot of games where, like, I had no expectation of myself to try to do everything or to make progress or finish. I really try to just, like, vibe with it. And if you're in that headspace where you just want to, like, a little bit of, of uh, eco-tourism, want to experience a different, like, world and lose yourself in it, I think it's cool for that. As a game that you're trying to get through, I think that that would harm my relationship with it uh, pretty pretty immensely. But cool. that's not the only game in the world. No. Sivako! Sivako! We've got another open world game coming at you in the <laughs> second half of the show. And this time you're the lizard. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want. Get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. They're wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? 
this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. We fucked this one up, didn't we? Did we? What do you mean? The little gator game. This is Oh, yeah, we, we fucked up we, so bad. We fucked this one up. And, and apologies to the, the community, which I know people have been asking for us to play this game it's way such a longer. Bad title. It's such a bad name. It's kind of a rough title, but it is definitely one of the best open world games I've ever played, and I'm not joking. It is spectacular. I'd recommend it to everyone. I've had, I have recommended it to everyone, yeah. people with young kids. If you're looking for a game that they should be playing that isn't total trash, Holy shit, little little gator game just crushes and I'm very excited to talk about Jordan, it. Jordan, you dipped into this, right? Just because you you were going to be on the show, you checked it out. Yeah, you, you know, I'll 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 show my ass a little bit. I love the show. I listen every week and when y'all talk something up, I usually uh, I usually check it out and uh y'all y'all have kind of been kind of vaguely talking about little gator game. Uh Lil, I think it's important to 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 give that distinction it's not little it's lil uh makes it a little easier to search for when you're looking for it yes i i wanted to check it out um yes uh so i downloaded it i think a little little sale on ps plus um i was maybe expecting this to be one of those sneaky genre experiment indie games where it's like looks real cute and then bam it's really about survivor's guilt you know those <laughs> yeah that yeah yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. like yeah. L- l- i think little short gator hike gamer. certainly had uh that element to it where little it was, gator a subtext little gators experiencing generational trauma i thought it was <laughs> right. i thought that's where we were going one of his friends just died right it's exactly. like, I, I went full bridge to terabithia the goose <laughs> fell off the log little, the goose ga- is dead. little gator game is about depression which is what all art should be about <laughs> All art. Um, yeah, so I was expecting that. I, I have not rolled credits on this. I don't think that's where we're going. There is actually, let me just say, it's okay. not to that extent, but there is a surprisingly deep subtext to the game that does kind of reveal itself re- relating to your relationship with your sister. But it's not a surprise, right? Like, No, it's not. It, it's, it's not twisting it on you. It is yeah. about what it looks like it's about. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I do think that, uh, yes, very cute, very charming, very funny. I think it captures a cool moment in childhood um, and a little bit of a sad moment in childhood where you hmm. feel like everybody around you has grown up and you're still a kid, right? Like mm-hmm. that our main character, his, his, his sister has kind of gone off to college and all his friends are kind of like getting more concerned with grown-up things or big kid things and he still wants to play imagination and that's that's you know that that hit very hard i remember that time in my life um and i think that's a really like unique little pocket of childhood that they're messing around in and i think that's cool um yeah i i i think this is a cozy game and i just don't think i'm a cozy game guy i Mm. think i want my video games to give me a headache and stress me out (laughs) Uh, this certainly doesn't do that no yeah i I was just saying like um from like a core game perspective if you've not played it the closest i can explain it 
is it's basically Breath of the Wild without all the like really annoying aspects of Breath of the Wild. So like <laughs> so you, you don't have to worry about it. rain. There's like minimal I don't think there's any fall damage. No, uh, there's, you, not. there's actually no health. You can't die in this game. Um you spend most of the time really just exploring this open world, doing mini side quests for people about like, oh no, I got my raft caught on these rocks. Can you go like loose it for me? And you kind of just like go about helping people and like building shit out of cardboard. And each of these little vignettes that you find people pretending in different ways, every one is, and this is like in contrast to uh, Avatar or I would say almost every open world, every one feels like handcrafted to be a sweet little experience for you to just like, like everyone is made by a person and is doing something that they want you to play. Like it's intentionally designed and it, it there's a point to it and it really makes exploration feel worthwhile beyond being just like a surprisingly fun game to like run around the world in, especially as you get like a little better at navigating it. You can get to a point where you're like chaining together like your glider and then sliding down a hill and then doing another big jump and you can get around really fast. You can usually get like infinite stamina to climb around as much as you want and jump off whatever and you get uh, a skateboard you yeah, get a skateboard that's sick there's it's also one of the best skateboards i've experienced <laughs> in a game in a while which i was not expecting from a little gator game it also doesn't do there's something i really love that it doesn't do a map per se it does a uh like basically if you see a high thing in the horizon there's something there so, like, you use landmarks, basically. You look around, like, where's that big tower? Where's that cell phone tower? Because I know this thing's over near the cell phone tower. Oh, there it is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to truck it over there. And that's how you, like, navigate around, which normally I don't like, but uh, I, I found it a real joy in, in this game. There are mechanics in here that I think are better than how, it do- how Breath of the Wild works. Like, things that I wish Breath of the Wild did, where as you're unlocking certain pieces of gear, they'll have, like... I mean, I guess uh, Tears of the Kingdom does this to some extent, but they'll have like surprising side effects. So like I got a, um, instead of a skateboard, you can get like uh, like a rolling cart, like the ones you had in gym class. Uh, one of them was like a bouncy ball on the bottom of it. So I would like bounce my way down hills and just constantly being given exploration tools that aren't just like wrote like, oh, every skateboard is the same skateboard basically made me feel like a lot more ownership about what I was unlocking, which felt great. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to leave Jordan out on a branch. I also am not as enamored with this game as uh, the other host. I did enjoy it. I will say considerably more than Avatar. Um, <laughs> High praise indeed. Uh, mostly because like it is delightful to just kind of tool around this this world. And even though there's not like, you know, a, a lot of mechanical complexity at all to the game, uh, it is it is just a, a kind of a delight to be in it. But I, I, I feel like uh, without that sort of complexity, it didn't it didn't quite hook me. Uh, I, think I was is... I was hoping to get into it with Henry uh, and the that issue that I have is apparently insurmountable for him because he was not uh, he was not feeling it. Oh, he wanted more. So, you're saying? Yeah, I mean, he wanted he wanted there to be a bit more uh, challenge. Like or... he wanted it challenge. to be a metaphor for generational trauma. <laughs> yeah, he's so big into that. Um, but I I do I do think it is uh, I do think it is a great 
a great experience. I do want to mention one feature that I was like really impressed by. Uh, you're right. I, I think Justin mentioned there's no map in this game, which is true. And I was playing through it and I finished the story and I was like really enamored by it. But you can finish the story without like finding every side quest or whatever it was. But I was like still driven to keep going and find more stuff and unlock like a quote true ending. And the game is so smart about how it leads you to the things that you've missed. It gives you uh, when you finish the story, it gives you like a megaphone and you'll shout in the megaphone and it'll give an on-screen indicator of like, oh, there's like a little person still here and that still needs help. And it'll like lead you there without like being like a literal point on a map, which is like such a smart way to do like 100%ing of content. Yeah, I 100 percented it because it, it was a joy to, to do it that way. Yeah, it's so smart. Which I, makes I, sense because they worked on the, they actually wanted you to find the things that they made. <laughs> Whereas, yes. like, like, you know what I mean? Like, unlike, a, oh, you found that base, huh? I forgot we made that base. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll shut down the pipes. Is that what? Okay. I don't know. You get it. Sure. Yeah. Like, Elden, Elden bad, Ring is Earth like, good. oh, yeah, you killed that dude too early. So there's a whole quest of the game you're not going to see. <laughs> uh, it's like three and a half hours. It's like such a short thing. Yeah. Um, I realize that, like, yeah, if you're looking for a challenge or you're looking for, like, whatever, but, like, this is the epitome of a vibes game for me, like you were saying Avatar was. I was, like, totally smitten by it um, and just, like, chilled out in the experience of playing it. It definitely, unquestionably, would have been in my top 10 for 2023, even though it technically came out in 2022, but it was a late 2022, so we probably would have nominated it. Uh, So I'm sorry it didn't make the cut then, but Man, uh, such a great game. And I think a lot of people who dig this sort of vibey exploration without like heavy, intense themes will probably dig it. Is it would you say it's a cozy game? Am I, am I using Hell it? Hell yeah, it's a cozy game. Yeah, definitely. Cozy it is one of the cozier games I've experienced. And I think a lot of those cozy games kind of fall into the category of like farming sims and this is definitely not that so it's nice to have an alternative i just don't like being cozy i hate blankets oh. i hate hot chocolate i yeah. hate crackling fire i just don't like it i could tell i need to be punished you. for being such a bad boy that's yeah, true I, Jordan, <laughs> you, know? you make a fa- you actually make a good point uh i cozy games are for good people and i know right. deep down in my heart that i don't deserve we're that wicked. <laughs> like right. I we're wicked to... men we need we need the, we need miyazaki to punish us with unbeatable yes. bosses <laughs> thank you daddy thank you as daddy always. For t- <laughs> thank you daddy miyazaki for hurting me <laughs> i, li- closing, I lied when i was a boy <laughs> i do not deserve to be cozy for i lied when i was a boy <laughs> So thank you. In closing, our I guess my final th- statement on Little Gator Game is thank you, Daddy Miyazaki, for the, <laughs> for the pain. For the pain we so richly I, deserve. I crave the cane. Please keep it up, Daddy Miyazaki. Um, listen. Thou mustn't spare the rod or this child will be spoiled. Don't use a soft hand, Daddy Miyazaki. I deserve the worst. Uh, listen. Well, last ye- uh, week we talked about the games we were most anticipating. We asked you our friends and listeners, uh, what you're most looking forward to. Um, Jordan, I'm going to give you, while we're reading these emails to think about it, so I'm not springing it on you. Thank you. uh, Here's one. Shelby, my long shot guess is a complete fangirl moment, Dragon Age Dreadwolf. Is it because I need an excuse to play Inquisition again? Sure. But hot diggity shit, I want it real bad. Uh, Do you guys want to hear my, here's my hot take on uh, Dragon Age Dreadwolf 
it it was announced to make EA a better acquisition target. They're like, yeah, we got a lot going on over here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you? Doesn't somebody want to come buy us? We got a new Dragon Age. Woo! Man, Mass Effect. I, oh, we're making it. Just buy us, and you can see everything. <laughs> it is. It is genuinely. We do so many like retrospectives uh, on this show, like going back through like the biggest releases of 2007. The state of Bioware and Bethesda in 2024 is so is such a bum it has left such a huge vacuum that i don't think anyone else has filled in yet uh and it it bums me out every time that i every time that i think about it um i I mean i think Baldur's gate does a pretty fucking good job of filling that vacuum yeah i mean yeah i mean it's a different genre i will say dragon age yeah i mean dragon age is in a crpg yeah i guess so um, I haven't played. <laughs> I haven't played Dragon Age. <laughs> You've never played Dragon Age. No, I, I haven't played. Really? Any that's yeah. interesting. Oh, that's huh. weird. It's weird. Um, Inquisition's pretty good. You should check it out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think that game's coming out this year, but it is a. I, I hope for your sake, Shelby, that it does. Uh, yeah, here's hoping. You never know. We have another one. Uh, this comes from Ryan. Does anyone think Concerned Ape is going to go ham and have Haunted Chocolatier released in 2024? What I wouldn't do to have that game in my life. I don't think there's a chance in hell, mostly because Concerned Ape uh, has already announced a big update to Stardew Valley. Yeah, 1.6 is, from what I understand, uh, put put Haunted Chocolatier on the back burner, which is fine by me, man. Like, uh, I'm sure that game is, is going to be great, but I have been uh, aching for a reason to get back into I think there are bigger chests in this update. The uh, last progress update on Haunted Chocolatier came from December 25th. So still some work going on. No, that was 2021. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, We have another one. This isn't, I guess this uh, this was your uh, most anticipated, but Steven wrote in, I'm shocked that Griffin hasn't played Thousand Year Door, a game I subconsciously assumed had formed a significant amount of his vibe. I am excited for him to play. I also am excited for you to play. I think it's fucking great. Yeah, I, I, I have mixed feelings about Paper Mario sort of in, in, in general. Uh, and from what I understand, it is the best one of them. It so, is. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Do you have an opinion of what your favorite is given that you haven't played that one which of the paper marios you dig and i would also oh include God. the mario and luigi games as those because oh I-, I mean if you include the mario and luigi games uh gosh i don't know i love bowser's inside story yeah a lot i thought that that game was so clever and so funny partners in time uh is also great that that whole era of like nintendo ds uh mario and luigi rpgs is like pretty pretty undeniable uh in my book um, yeah i also i think i reviewed super paper mario for the wii which yeah was... that was like a different thing though that was like a platforming game yeah right? it was like a hybrid platformer rpg uh it was it was uh okay um but yeah i'm i'm i know so many people who swear by a uh, thousand year door and um so i'm i'm excited to finally dip into it i don't think i realized this next one was coming out or it would have been on my list for sure did they announce for that? Okay, yeah, this is for a letter from Lou. I am excited for Rise of the Golden Idol. I just played a, a, the second DLC oh, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Totally missed it coming out, and I can't wait to have a whole new game to get sucked into. 
Yeah, this got announced at the TGA's surprise announcement, I think, in the pre-show of all yeah. things. Oh, that's why I missed it, huh? And uh, yeah, it's a full-on sequel to Curse of the Golden Idol, which is super fucking exciting. They also, for what it's worth, announced a sequel to World of Goo, if <laughs> yeah. you can believe it. World of Two. <laughs> World of Two. Uh, so yeah, the, I'm excited for both of those games a whole heck of a lot. And lastly, uh, Ryan says, I'm not where to sh- sure where to stick this prediction, but here's my called shot. Silk Song will be a launch title slash timed exclusive for the Switch 2. No way. I, so I don't think it'll be a timed exclusive if only because I think it's coming to PC day and date, and I think they've announced that. Yeah. But I ha- it hadn't occurred to me that this is a possibility until Ryan wrote in to suggest it. There's something about it. And I, I think it would explain the like weird, very long time frame in which this game has existed to the point mm. where I could kind of see, let's say Silk Song was like done and dusted more or less sometime in the middle of last year, or late last year. And they were like talking to Nintendo and Nintendo was like, hey, would you like to launch alongside our new console in it's November or whatever that's coming out? Honestly, maybe a console exclusive, like console exclusive. To yeah, Switch? I think it would be a console exclusive alongside PC Shh. and fucking like, of course you yeah. would wait to do that. Seems that's really like good. a huge opportunity that, that would be very that would be like I, that would be such a smart investment for nintendo because the amount of money that they would need to make that happen for the silk song developer is probably not a lot of cash to nintendo yeah. like it seems like it'd be a really good like investment i guess um but i don't know yeah totally agree so that's a good one uh i think that brings us to jordan jordan what do you got uh yeah so i'm excited about more guys in street fighter 6 uh oh boy i like street <laughs> fighter 6 a lot was um, that your game of the, uh, last year yeah i think so uh i mean if we're talking hours logged absolutely um i i i thought that no, I'm, we can't do that because then mine slay the spire. And no. who does that help? <laughs> I actually then mine is Marvel Snap still. So, um, <laughs> but I really love. Street I knew some of you was still playing it. I'm glad it's. Oh I yeah, know. I'm doing the high evolutionary deck. It's a lot of fun. Oh, I don't want to hear about it. I just no. You're. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I fucked up. I'll just delete my recording. Um, <laughs> I uh, yeah. So I love Street Fighter Six. I'm excited for new guys. There's a kind of a scruffy looking Akuma coming. Can't wait for him to get here. Um, uh, yeah, Elden Ring DLC. Yeah, um, gimme gimme. Hurt me, daddy. Um, Hades two. Yes, we're all excited. Um, isn't there a Mario Donkey Kong coming out? Oh, there is, and I'm yeah. also excited for that. Ooh, I yeah. loved, I loved those Game Boy games. Those were so much fun. Um, yeah, that's totally a agree. that's a fun Nintendo format they haven't done in a while, and 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 uh, yeah, I would be excited to see it. They're kind of like the old cool old school Donkey Kong gameplay, but you know, modern and more complicated and a little more puzzly. Um, yeah, I'm I'm stoked for that. Cool. Um, is there anything else you've been playing a lot, Jordan? Any honorable mentions? Ooh, honorable mentions. So yes, Street Fighter Six and uh, Mortal Kombat One was really fun. I I rolled credits on their wacky wacky story mode um, a couple weeks ago and really had a fun time. Um, uh, you know, uh, Street Fighter is my main squeeze when it comes to fighting games, but um, uh, Mortal Kombat's always been a lovely little side piece. And 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 I thought that they did a great job with Mortal Kombat One. They really they really get what's fun about those games. And uh, there is a downloadable uh, Van Damme skin for Johnny Cage. All right. uh, Who's my main. So you can play the whole game. So all of Johnny Cage's lines are re-recorded by Van Damme. 
And oh, shit. That's not a skin. That's a whole relaunch of him as a human being. I love it. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot of fun. I, I really think, yeah, you could just, you could hear him counting the money in the background as he's saying the lines. Um, yeah, but it, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, uh, uh, yeah, nice nice little nod to the uh, kind of uh, cheesy martial arts history of Mortal Kombat. So, uh, yeah, uh, uh, 2023, great year for fighting games. Um. My honorable mention, I want to call out Sanabi, which I did on uh, Resties, uh, but that game rules. It's a Steam uh, pixelated uh, 2D platformer with like hookshot gameplay and, and stuff like that. And I'm getting further and further into it. And I'm constantly blown away by how gorgeous it is. And, and the combat is really fun and uh, feels very original and zippy and, and fast and uh, they've done a really good job. I'm I'm really excited. That's actually it's not the developer, but the publisher of um, Lies of P NeoWiz, which seems to be doing some pretty amazing work uh, lately. And I'm excited to see what they're going to be up to in the next uh, chunk of time. But this uh, is more, it like, more great stuff out of South South Korea. Is this more fun than that other hookshot game you tried to to pawn off on people? Uh, that was Rusted Moss, which I really liked. This is more actiony and more narrative than Rusted Moss. So if that's what you're looking for, this is also not a Metroidvania. This is more of a linear action game. But uh, if you're looking for something, uh, yeah, a little uh, zippier, I guess Sanabi would check the box. But I love Rusted Moss. Go to hell, Justin. Okay. That's, wow. That's <laughs> quite an inner. Okay. Uh, well, mine real quick. I finished Baldur's Gate 3. Oh shit! Here's the update. It is, in fact, the best game released in 2023. <laughs> Yay! I had such a fucking delightful time with that game. I love that game. It's one of my favorite games of all time. What a fucking triumph that Griffin! Thing is. You spent so much time just play the last, play the epilogue. Do yourself a favor and feel like you like ended on a good note. Um. Yeah. I mean, for sure, I'll definitely do that. No, uh, I, I will replay that game in in total in like two years. I know, but I, like now, while while you kind of remember some of the characters and some of the stuff you did, like now is a good time to just. Like, oh, I don't. I, I don't fucking remember. You anything. remember? Um. <laughs> I, uh. I finished a book this week called uh, "We Are All Completely Beside Ourselves." Uh, which is a, it's a, a literature. I mean, you know, I'm one of those kinds of guys. Uh, it is by Karen Joy Fowler. It is a book about a woman who was raised uh, from from basically birth with a, a chimpanzee as a twin sister. And the book is about, and obviously there are a lot of repercussions of that. Uh, we meet her in adulthood and find out about the sister, uh, her chimp sister later, but it becomes a book about like what makes people people and what like what we think of as like uniquely human and what it means to be a person and how we see that sort of like reflected in other people. And it's really funny and warm hearted. And uh, I really loved it. It's called We Are All Completely Beside Ourselves. Um, lastly, I'm so this is exactly what I want to always be doing an honorable mention, which is reaching back into the annals to pull something out that world of goo trailer made me remember Little Inferno. And I was like, dang, my kids will love Little Inferno. I haven't played Little Inferno for 10 years, but it is on Switch. You can go, did you guys ever play Little Inferno? I played sure. a little bit of it. I do remember burning things. Yeah, so it's the same developer, the Tomorrow Corporation, right? Not the Tomorrow People. 
tomorrow people are the sci-fi teens that can teleport. Yeah. Um, but, but the same company, uh, and it is basically, it's, it's so singular. It is a game that is in the same aesthetic vein as world of goo. And there are other games, 7 billion humans in those, but you basically are, you have a fireplace. That is your screen is just this fireplace that you bought your little inferno fireplace. And you buy things out of a catalog to put in your furnace and burn. And when you burn them, you get more money back than they cost to buy. So you buy other things. And then there are combos of things that if you burn them together will unlock secret stuff. And then as you're going, you're also getting like communique from people in other homes about the situation that you find yourselves in. And there's like a whole story going on in the world around you that's sort of just being drip fed to you through these little missives. But like there is a narrative unfolding while you're sort of just burning stuff and seeing the funny way things uh, burn. Like, for example, there's an ear of corn you can buy when you throw it in, it turns into like popcorn and it's all modeled. So like the popcorn then burns and it's all, it, it's, it's a very fun, chill thing, especially with kids. It's great on the switch. Cause you just unplug the uh, joy cons and use those as pointers from anywhere in the room. So it's just like, you know, hang out on the couch and burn stuff. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great game. I played it, like I said, 10 years ago, but it's well worth uh, checking out if you've never done it. Are you not worried that your kids are going to have something awaken in them? Oh, it, that, that ship done sailed. Okay. <laughs> and that it's too late for them to love fire or? I don't see the point in agonizing over it. The ship has sailed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe it went, the maybe it's headed can on a good create fire with their minds when they get angry. It just, yes. right. Um, that's called parenting, okay? We're all <laughs> doing our best. I sold them to a lab. I don't know what the lab <laughs> did to them, but when they came back, they could create fire. And it's between me and them. <laughs> and the scientists that check up on them three times a day. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the graduate students and, like, the other, and the security. <laughs> <laughs> the DARPA head, they are in there for <laughs> a time. I, I've been playing something I can't talk about yet. Uh, Here he goes. But I have been watching Taskmaster again. Fell off that for a few seasons uh, and have gotten back into it. That is a great show that I have also, it's really dependent on who's on. It's really yes. dependent on the cast. It's not one you can just like churn through because there's some cast that I just like don't don't click with. Yeah, and I, you know, that's I think, uh, you know, that's that's just how comedy is. That's how comedy goes. Sometimes they, I think, gel better than uh, others. We yeah. just finished um, series sixteen uh, with uh, Sue, Sue Perkins is probably the biggest name on on that season. Uh, Susan Wacoma, Sam Campbell, Lucy Beaumont, Julian Clary, uh, just. Just fucking hysterical. Just absolutely amazing. Probably the strongest single cast uh, that I have I have ever seen on the show. So if you if you like me have also fallen off, I would suggest hopping back in on C series sixteen. It's all on YouTube. They've been putting it all up on YouTube. It's not even like you have to. There's such a treasure trove. It is one of the great things that that emerged from the pandemic. Is just like the wealth of Taskmaster on YouTube that everybody started watching. That is yes. there for you uh to enjoy. If you've never if you've never watched it, then like you it's have still a, me. You have a wealth of have you of not? Shit, like no, I still haven't all? watched it. Not oh once. My God. Nope. 
Why? I, I, I've got things going on. Bullshit. Okay. <laughs> Bullshit. I, I, don't tell that to your Steam friends, Russ. Do not try to tell your Steam friends about how short on time you are. Uh, if you've never watched it, like the older season, like season, I think series seven is the one with James A. Caster mm. and uh, Phil Wang. Uh, That's an all-timer. I would, all-timer. Uh, yeah. Ser- series five has uh, Bob Mortimer. Oh, uh, God. There's uh, the Noel Fielding season, Noel and Mel, uh, two, uh, you know, former and current hosts of uh, Bake Off, are series four. Um, but if you if you have watched those, series sixteen is just fucking amazing. It's so 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 funny. Um, please excited. watch it, Russ. Will you please watch it this week? I will. I will. Please. I watch it. Okay. That's a, a lunchtime watch, is what it sounds like. Yeah, it's a good it's a good lunch. Cool. I think we did it. Uh, thank you so much, Jordan Morris, for joining us uh, oh gosh, once again. I think it's a good opportunity to plug both Bubble, which is out, and you can buy it right now. Yes, uh, uh, Bubble, the graphic novel, uh, two Eisner nominations. Uh, in whoa! Books. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. That was uh, that's a sci-fi comedy graphic novel based on the Max Fun podcast of the same name, uh, written by me and Sarah Morgan. Art by the great Tony Cliff. Uh, available wherever you get your books. Uh, for grown-ups, lots of swears, lots of blood and guts. Uh, but you know what doesn't have those things is the upcoming YA horror comedy graphic novel Youth Group, writing by me, art by Bowen McGurdy, blurb by Justin McElroy. It's really good, especially if you have any background with like growing up in youth groups or anything like I do. Woo, it's good. It's really good. Thanks. And yeah. very good hearted and well-observed and just overall still exciting. Oh man, it's a great, it's a great read. Yeah, it, it's about a bunch of teenage exorcists in a kind of goofy Bible study that does, you know, song parodies and, uh, you know, uh, abstinence drills. Uh, I, I grew up in such a youth group. Um, I, I think Just and Griff did as well. Um, yeah, if you had any kind of, uh, you know, uh, young person's uh, religious uh, uh, school in growing up, uh, hopefully you'll recognize some of the stuff in this book. Um, Fans of Pete Holmes would, lo- would love yeah. Youth Group. That's a, there's some overlap there. I've been reading some his book lately. Um, seeing watches some of his stuff from. Yeah, um, uh, but yeah, but it uh, hopefully is just if you like, you know, if you like, even if you if you, even if you don't have experience with this kind of stuff, I think if you like, you know, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer, if you like, if you like a Shaun of the Dead, it's 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 a funny horror thing, and uh, yeah, you know, it's a you know, you got the power of friendship in there, you got a little bit of romance. Some spooks. Is it out yet? Christ. Can people buy it now or buy it later? What's the deal? They can pre-order it now, which, oh, uh, as y'all goes. know, uh, a weirdly important thing for books. <laughs> Why? Deeply, Don't hugely know. Hugely important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is like it is like one of the more effective things you can do to support a work of art is to pre-order a book. It doesn't need many to be considered a success, but they yes. really rely on those pre-orders. Which. Is funny because I've taken a really hard line against ever pre-ordering video games, but yeah. with yeah. books, especially if you see that Morris or McElroy on there or Fresh Dick, go ahead and pre-order it. You know That's what right. I mean? Go ahead and yeah. treat yourself to a quick pre-order. It's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a gift you get your future self. Hopefully, you'll forget about it, and then the book oh, will come, that. and you'll be like, "Oh, I'm so <laughs> sweet that. to me." Um, it's the inverse of every Kickstarter I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The fuck is this? <laughs> this is a this is a, a headband that's supposed to help me do lucid dreaming. What in the fuck? <laughs> uh, it's a fireproof blanket for my child's bed. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. Uh, Good thing. <laughs> 
so yeah, you could pre-order Youth Group, uh, uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, bookshop.org. Hey, call your favorite local indie bookstore. That's a great way to get it. Uh, it comes out July 16th, the same day as the new Adventure Zone book. So, Whoa, fuck wow. yeah. I'd get them both. I'd get them both. Bundle. What Bundle. a day at the bookshop that will be. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thanks. What are we doing next week? Well, oh, next first week? I wanted to thank the following people for writing reviews of the besties on Apple Podcasts. We have Andrew M. We have CS Morris 16. We have Not Impressed in Nevada, which I'm pretty sure was not about the podcast, but instead about Nevada. <laughs> thank you for listening to and reviewing the show and, and talking about it and sharing the word. Uh, next week we have... The word of God. What? <laughs> the word of God. Yeah, Sharing yes. the word of God. Thank you for witnessing. Tell your friends about besties and Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> These are the ways to salvation. <laughs> uh, next week we have Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, which is a yeah. 2.5D Metroidvania Prince of Persia game. And let me just say, I'm very excited about it. <laughs> okay. All right. I went there. <laughs> he did it. It's towing the line of that uh, that NDA. Uh, thanks so much for listening to the Besties. Be sure to join us again next time for the Besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games? Steve.